0: Welcome to Eyes Closed, where we dive deep inside of your heart to resonate and vibrate all the different dimensions that are a part of your identity, of your soul, and of your energy body. I am a Reiki healer, a human design reader, and an Akashic Records channeler. I'm here to guide you and travel with you throughout the different levels of life and the depth of the human experience. This is my passion project, Eyes Closed, where I'm just getting geeky about my research in the esoteric fields and not only from reading but from experiencing it. Come with me to learn all of this, to experience all of this, not from a book but from an actual touching of these realities. Welcome to the multiverse. Welcome to Eyes Closed. In this new episode, I'm so very happy to introduce you to Lydia Keeney. She is a distance energy healer and she's a teacher and she's here to bring us her light into what her practice looks like. Here, she's telling us her story on how she got into energy healing and what her messages are regarding to how you can heal and how you can better connect to yourself. She helps people unleash their full potential through clearing from past traumas, creating boundaries, providing clarity, teaching intuition and tools for empath. In this conversation, I'm so happy to exchange with her because we've been exchanging services and we've actually gave each other... Energy healing, and after experiencing it, and the beautiful ways in which she's doing it, I naturally wanted her to come and speak with us because she has a very, very beautiful light and a very beautiful way of playing in the field and bringing us soothing healing. I'm not gonna tell you more about it because you'll you'll get to listen all about it just now. Have a great listening. And see you soon. Hello, Lydia. Welcome to Eyes Closed. Thank you Hi. so much for giving us your time and your energy and your wisdom. So welcome to Eyes Closed, where I like to like, engage and encourage you to close your eyes for the time that we're actually talking with each other in order to concentrate into your heart.
1: I love that. You know, actually, before you even said that about having your eyes closed, I automatically closed my eyes because I can focus the best and receive the best messages when my eyes are closed. I'm so happy to be on your podcast. Thank you for giving me this opportunity.
0: Thank you. Thank you for being here. All right. So, eyes closed. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to stop with the first question. So, I wanted to know, how did you start your spiritual journey what were you seeking wow um, my spiritual journey started when i was very
1: very young from a young age i felt energy and this was really overwhelming for a child who did not understand how it worked and did not understand everything that i was feeling and not knowing proper boundaries and so um at night I would have bad dreams and I would feel energies in the room. It was always nighttime. That was like the worst for me in that sense. Um, And so that actually really pushed me towards praying and towards connecting to heaven because there was just so much darkness Um, growing up. I slept in a basement and, um, So it just, it felt even more like darker there. And um, I just remember, I have a lot of moments from childhood where I would go to my parents' um, room in the middle of the night after having an experience of feeling negative energy. Um, That would wake me up and um, just going into their bed and they would just sit with me and and connect me to God and to his divine love and remind me that um, that his all power and love is so much greater than any darkness in the world. And so that started for me when I was very, very young. Um, And I also started having dreams, which I've had throughout my life and um, some of these dreams are, like, really encouraging, and they're, like, messages from heaven that that really just, like, pushed me forward, and then others were, um, like, warnings about certain things that would um, transpire in my life that, that were to come that were really, like, difficult, and it was um, almost, like, just preparing my heart for these different experiences that I would face. Um, so those things just started happening to me from, honestly, like, I cannot remember the time. Like it was pretty much from the time that my memory starts, like from two to three years old on. And um, another thing about my spiritual journey is I had an aunt who um, practices energy work. She's a massage therapist. Her business is called In Touch Therapy and she lives in Missouri. And Um, she was very um, prevalent in my life and she taught me all about energy work and she taught me how to um, do energy work on other people. So from a really, really young age, I I did this. And also my mom um, as well was very in touch with this. And um, anytime I would get sick or um, not feeling well, she would um, ask me to lay down and she'd hold my feet. And every time, like as a child, when, well, even to still today, when I get sick, um, my whole body aches. And so if I have someone who just comes and holds my feet, then like instantly, as soon as they touch my feet, my ache goes away. And so my mom was the one who like really brought that
0: about for me and in, in helping me to become aware of that. That's incredible. Thank you for sharing all of this with us. And I, I didn't know it was like from such a young age. It's beautiful. I'm gonna transition into your career now. Um, so you are a music teacher, and I wanted to know, like, how did you get into, you know, the desire to teach other people a specific art that had has so many uh, vibrations and so much, um, you know, so much connection to energy itself. Mm. So
1: again, from a young age, I played the piano. I started playing when I was five. Uh, my mom was a, a piano teacher, but not. It was not her career. She just did it on the side. And so I started um, having lessons with my mom. And then um, I think whenever I was eight was the first time that I had a teacher outside of my mom. And from that point, I had many different teachers throughout uh, my growing up years. And, and honestly, I wasn't ever planning on doing that as my career. Um, almost every single big choice that I've made in my life was not a choice that I intentionally was planning on making, but it was more one where like the universe was like, Lydia, you need to do this. And so um, teaching piano was definitely like that. And what happened was um, I graduated from high school um, at 18. And at the time I was living in Kentucky and I got offered a job um, from a family who lived about two hours away to nanny for their children. And so I ended up taking that. And I thought, well, I can save some money before going to college. And so I um, lived with this family and I nannied for them. Well, a little um, under a year after doing this, they had a family friend who lived in Michigan and the mother went on bed rest because she had her children so fast back to back. And so I ended up um, going out there because they asked me, they were like, is there any way you can go out and help our our friends out here because they really need a nanny like more than we do. And so I connected and I, I just felt like this was my next step. So I ended up doing that and that kind of led to this, um, this career of nanny, I called myself a traveling nanny because I would go to a family who had a really big, um, a, a, a big issue. Like this family that I stayed with in Michigan, you know, the mother was on bed rest for months on end and she had three little children. So I came in and essentially became like the mother to those children. And I made all the meals and I, I took care of her and the husband and like, like the whole family. Um, and, and then there was just, multiple families that followed that that reached out to me um asking me like all over the country so i i did this for um 5 years and in this process one of those families um in missouri actually their daughter took piano lessons from this lady and at this time you know piano is still such a big part of my life and singing i love singing um and so this um, daughter went in for one of her piano lessons and I went with her and, um, and the lady was telling me, the teacher was telling me about the program she uses. And then she wanted to, um, to hear me play. And so I played a little bit and we traded stories. And, and at this time, like after nannying for so many years, I had been teaching the children piano and in return, some of the parents would, um, actually one of the families that I lived with, um, I taught their child piano and in return, they paid for me to have piano lessons from like a really professional pianist and um, music teacher. And that was amazing as an adult, getting to have piano lessons. um, Totally, totally different than as a child. Um, So when I was with this lady in Missouri, this piano teacher, and she's telling me about the method that she teaches. And so the way that she went about teaching is, um, Typically, when you learn an instrument, you have to learn how to read in order to play. But she actually teaches the students how to play first and then they learn how to read. So it's just like when you're a child and you learn how to speak before you learn how to, you know, write and read. And that's very obvious to us as a language, but yet somehow we a lot of times as teachers don't do that with music. Um, And so this just really like intrigued me because I am someone who, when I hear a song, I can go to the piano and play it. And I have relative pitch, which means if I hear a note, I can say like, that's D flat. And so I've always been one that leans more towards the composition and improvisation um, and and being able to teach other people that was very intriguing. So um, at the time, I was like, this is really intriguing. I want to learn more about it. But I wasn't planning on pursuing that. In 2015, I got married and moved to North Carolina. And um, around that time, I started having these feelings like the the universe and God and the angels, they were all just like leading me towards doing this, like starting my own business, teaching piano. And I honestly, I was not wanting to do it. I was just like, no, like I, I consider myself kind of like a feminist and I'm just like a piano teacher. Really? Like I want to really help people. Like how can I help people with piano teaching? Um, and that was a big human error. Of course, that was me bringing the ego in and, um, And so it took me a little while to become willing for that. And when I did become willing and I started, I learned very quickly how you can you can help people with music. And the interesting thing that happened with my piano studio is I brought in so many adult students um, and students who Never, ever thought that they could become musical and um and they really were musical. It's just that they were coming at it from the wrong angle. And most of my adult students have had tried um, music lessons in the past, but they tried it through trying to learn how to you know read first and and all of these different things that they had to do all at the same time, like reading the notes, reading the rhythm, you know, and instead of like breaking it down to the smallest piece and teaching it that way. And what's really interesting is like music is so transformational and in teaching music, Um, You teach people about themselves and and it's a very vulnerable place, especially for adults. And like I said, those were my main students were um, and still are the ones that I have. I teach remotely, by the way, um, here in Paraguay. So I have students kind of from all over that um, come in and it's it really is a vulnerable experience because you have to be bad at something before you can be good at it. And when you're, um, when you're messing up at something, it, um, brings back memories of different times. And so it's like the perfect opportunity to help people through these, you know, um, negative self-talk that they have because of an experience in their past and try to, um, recreate that and help them to come away from the experience with like, confidence and with less fear and um and also just music in itself is so healing you know and to be able to teach other people how to compose their own music and and speak their own voice
0: through music that's wow incredible <laughs> is this how you converted into life coaching um
1: yes and no kind of um it was definitely it was part of the journey um i converted into life coaching. I had an experience. um, Well, when I was 19, I started getting very, very sick. And this was before I was married, by the way, Um, I was dating my husband. And um, I didn't know what was going on. So I started going to doctors, I went to very like so many different doctors. And oh, my goodness, so expensive. Um, And in the process, I learned that I had a um, severe corn allergy. And um, the doctors ended up giving me um, an EpiPen. And, um, and then as I started taking out corn out of my diet, it started getting stronger and stronger um, to the point where like, I couldn't even go to a movie theater without reacting um, because of the corn that was in the air. And um, I ended up in the hospital at one point um, I had an asthma attack and that's another thing that started from the corn allergy is I started having really bad asthma and I had never ever owned an inhaler, but I had to buy an inhaler and, and all will all machine. I think I'm pronouncing that wrong, but, um, and m- anyway, corn, I'm going to try to make this as, as uh, quick as possible. Cause these are minor details, but corn is in everything. It's in table salt, which has dextrose. It's in sink water, which has a minute amount of corn starch to, um, mixed with the chlorine. And so that meant that I could no longer eat out. I could no longer go to friends' houses to eat unless I brought my own food. And um, I began to lose a lot of weight. And I got down to 95 pounds. And um, I was just very, very sick. And around this time, I had heard about Um, Oh, I I heard a podcast and on the podcast I heard about how you can send out something into the universe and you can actually manifest that if you believe in it and if you're doing the right steps and, and if this that you're trying to manifest is something that your soul needs or could benefit from, right? And so I um, wrote down on a post-it note after hearing this podcast, like the same day, I was just like, I am so done having a corn allergy. And all of the doctors, by the way, had told me that I would have this for the rest of my life and I just could not believe them. And so what I did was I wrote down, I do not have any allergies on a post-it note and I put it on my mirror and I just started speaking that every day. And every night when I went down to pray, I begged God to take that away from me and Um, Within that same amount short amount of time within a month. I found out about this lady in Missouri um, Who by the way my aunt the one that I told you um, at the beginning taught me about energy work she Connected me with um, this lady because she actually had a a Gluten allergy for 15 years and this lady helped her and she said Lydia You really got to try this like she might be able to help you with your corn allergy. So I ended up flying out there and um, so she does something called NAET. she's a Nate practitioner. and the best way I can explain it is she works with the meridians. she definitely does energy work um, and she works with the like the psychological side as well. So she connects like your mind and your body um, all together. And what she does is um, in the very first session is she asks, like what happened to you um, throughout your life. And so I went through and told her about all of the, the negative experiences that happened to her. And, and through like hearing my corn allergy story, we were able to like sort of piece together that this allergy started when I was 19. Because at that time, it was kind of fuzzy for me because, you know, this has been years. Like when I went to her, that was in um, 2017. And I was, I believe I was 23 then anyway um so we figured out okay this happened when I was 19 and then from that point we figured out that you know it was something very negative and she's like well what happened to you Lydia and I I couldn't put my finger on it and I told her I was like life was great at that point and she looks at me in that moment and she said Lydia were you molested and in that second, like my whole body got goosebumps. I just, everything came flooding back. I, I had an experience on a plane with a stranger and, um, and I had blocked it completely out of my body. And in that moment when it came back, it, it all made sense. It was like the missing piece of the puzzle to like my whole corn allergy. And so within seven sessions being out there at the end of the seventh session, um, I actually brought in a donut because she said she had told me before that she was pretty sure I would be able to eat corn. And so I brought in a donut and I'm like, I am so excited to eat this. Like if I'm going to die, I'm going to die eating a donut. (laughs) Um, So I, I ate that donut. I had my EpiPen there and I didn't have to use it. And it was just, it was incredible. Like that I mean, this is something that we know how much the mind and the body are connected, but to like, see that played out in having this huge allergy that impacted my life so much to going, you know, seven days of working through this to be able to eat corn again. And, um, and so honestly, that experience was that was in the middle of me teaching piano. Um, And that experience really pushed me towards like, I have to let other people know about this. I have to help people to um, understand the connection between the mind and the body. And I really felt at that point that that my angels were saying, like, we've given you this experience so that you can go forth and and help people in the same way to be free of these natural feelings or or experiences, things that are showing up in their body, whether it be you know headaches, whether it be not being able to sleep at night, whether it be um, bigger things like extremely bad stomach aches, or um, I mean, there are just so, so many different ways that emotion shows up in our body. And, um, and so I already had this energy work part. um, And so to be able to, to help people to heal in that way. So, um, and so that going back to piano teaching from that, um, and I found that a lot of my students, my adult students, started asking me if I could coach them um instead of doing piano lessons. Like they'd come in and they'd just be like, Lydia, could we like do some coaching instead of piano today? And um and we'd do that. And it was so fulfilling and um I started really wondering if I was supposed to go into life coaching. So that's sort of what led me to getting certified as a life coach. Like those different experiences that happened to me
0: to really push me towards Feeling like
1: this is my next step. Your story
0: is 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 taking so much of your life and so many years and so much impact that you've got fuel, and I understand how energetic you are now. That you've got fuel to you know share this message until the end of your life. You know, it's just touched you at your core, and now you're just going to want to help people that are touched at their core to know that so much things are possible. I mean, the energetic world is ever expanding and and it brings so much possibility, so much potential for not only a better life but just a life that really really makes you feel like you're changing lives themselves and changing the world so um, thank you for sharing this story with us yeah Yeah. and so you started life coaching and how did you you know, how did you change life coaching into energy healing? Or I, I see that you're doing kind of those together, right? Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Um. So my husband and I, we moved to Paraguay in, in March. And while I could tell you all, I mean, I could take a whole podcast on explaining like how that came about, but um, we made, we moved here in March. And I really feel that moving to Paraguay, part of the reason that we, we're called to move to Paraguay was to help me to have this freedom to be able to really get clear on where I'm supposed to be. It's so easy when we are um, in a place where we're surrounded by people that we know and kind of like the same typical everyday life that we, we get so caught up on like what other people think that we should be doing rather than really queuing into what what is our purpose and what is our place? And so, energy healing—it was something that I was always a bit hesitant to come out with, just because I—I um, I am surrounded by a lot of people who don't understand that, and um, and I just didn't want that—the feeling of having to explain it. And um, and again, I, I just want to speak to my ego there. That was definitely my ego um, calling to me. And so, moving out here, um, I started a podcast called "Find Your Happy." And when I started, I started reaching out to different people, and I I made a um, post on the She Podcast group on Facebook asking if there were any energy healers. And in that post that I made. Um, a bunch of different energy healers responded and I connected with some different ones and, um, and we traded sessions back and forth. And this one energy healer that I connected to, um, she, we traded, um, sessions like we, we did, we, um, spoke intuition to each other. So she like gave me some different things that she's doing in her business and had some questions for me. And then, um, I used clairvoyance to help her in that. And, um, and then in return, she said, you know, do you have any questions about your business? And, um, and I asked her, I was like, you know, I don't understand why I'm not able to get life coaching clients. Like when I started my music business, I had 40 students within a little over a year. And when I started my life coaching business, it's been over a year and I haven't had very many clients and I don't understand what I'm doing wrong because I really feel led to be helping people, but I don't understand what I'm missing. And she said, Lydia, she said, you are not a life coach. You are an energy healer. And she said, in order to help people through through coaching, you have to actually go down to the level of the client, but to help people through healing, you stay where you're at, like in the higher vibrating level. And she said, the, you, your gifts all lie in energy healing. And she said, also, you're a teacher, but you're not a life coach. And that really resonated with me, like to my core. Um, And it was kind of unfortunate because I had been coaching for a whole year. Like I had been doing so much marketing. I had been really trying to put myself out there and I had written lots and lots of posts. And honestly, the posts were great because I always like when I post something, I should say almost always, I try to always be very aware of what. God wants me to post and, and what the angels are telling me to post. So to make sure that the message can speak to the people that it the message is meant to speak to. Um, and so I, I do think that that was good. It's just that everything that I was saying was about life coaching. So I was using the term life coaching instead of energy healing. And when I started really thinking about the clients that I did get through life coaching, I realized that literally every single one of them, um, had more to do with healing than they had to do with coaching uh more more like healing and teaching than coaching so anyway um within that same week i had a dream and in my dream my friend who um who died when i was 17 um came to me and he was pretty upset with me and he was telling me that i wasn't using all of my gifts and he could see where i was going and you could see where I was and that the only way that I would be able to get where I needed to go was to step into these gifts as an energy healer and that experience having like that dream and having this girl who does not know me from Adam, you know, coming to me saying like, you need to be an energy healer. Um, And I mean, I already was, it's just that I wasn't comfortable speaking that out um, to the universe. So yeah, I've just completely transitioned in this last month into healing and I can't even put into words how amazing this has been. Like I've been able to help so many more people in healing than I've ever, ever helped as a life coach. And so I've stopped calling myself a coach. Um, I'm a healer and I'm a teacher, but I really, I'm not a coach. That's just not who I am.
0: And, And this last year of actually, you know, trying to make your services known and writing all those posts, all of this just taught you how to be, you know, just like very upcoming and active and sharing all that you know about energy, all that you love about it. And this is why your energy is so, you know, it's, it's, it's fresh. It's beautiful to see how you're interacting on your LinkedIn. I, I will put links on the, on the, on the bio. And, you know, it's just beautiful to, to see you shine because you're so, uh, enthralled by it you can feel that this is your passion so oh, i'm sure that you. all of those lessons you know all of those experiments were actually lessons to bring you to an even higher level
1: yes i really feel like these different experience life experiences that we're meant to go through they all lead us um to the next step and sometimes they lead us to a, a future step that we can't quite see yet. And even like the fact that we're in Paraguay, like when I was 17, I, um, Well, actually, I was 16. I turned 17 when I was in um, Argentina. But when I was 16, I moved to Argentina and um, for four months by myself to learn Spanish. And at that time, that was another one of those moments where I really felt the leading of God just saying like, this is your next step, you need to go here. And it was kind of scary, like being a 16 year old by myself, like going to a country where I didn't know anyone going to a language where I didn't fully fluently speak um but I needed to do that and um and then I was able to take that experience I had no idea why I was being led there other than I knew that I needed to learn Spanish like that was a part of my journey I knew that I needed to do that but then like you know fast forward years to now I'm um here in Paraguay like we moved here in March and so just to speak to what you just said like And people listening, if you're going through something that is, whether it be traumatic or whether it it be like you're being led to do something and it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense right now, trust your intuition, trust the angels, because they see so much further ahead than we do. And so it's just really important in our life to be open to being led, even if it doesn't completely make sense, because all of these little puzzle pieces end up connecting.
0: And I had the same experience. I just moved to Turkey when I was, when I was 21 and I didn't have any reason. I, I don't know why it just happened. It felt, felt like I was carried to the country without me rezoning for a single minute. You know, I was just like, okay, now I'm moving there. I got a job and started living there. And even when it became really tough and even dangerous because we had a, a lot of terrorism, I stayed. I still don't know why but I stayed still there. And I'm learning so much. I'm opening up and I'm becoming another person, but I did not make that choice. And this was, I'm a very practical person. This was not practical. It was not realistic. Like nothing was on the reason level. I just went there and yeah, I, I'm very happy that I did, even though it's makes sense so people just you know when you're being carried i like to think of this as a river you know the river has a flow it's just taking you and you have no idea where it's taking you but you're kind of just like bending with the water and following the the flow and then you just arrive somewhere it felt like this you know just i was in a river the water took me there and the water took you to paraguay and this is where you are now That's yeah. so true mm. Yeah, those those impulses where you just don't have time to think, but it just unfolds and becomes something much better than whichever thing you could have, you know, dreamed about. Yes. Yeah. Your journey to Paraguay is going to be even better. <laughs> it's going you. to grow and grow. So I wanted to ask you, how do you feel? now that you came out of the you know spiritual closets you were a life coach you were a teacher and now well you have gifts you know how do you feel about this?
1: Mm. I feel so thankful I feel thankful to um to Jonathan my friend showing me in my dream I feel thankful to the angels and to Um, I feel I'm just so thankful for heaven, um, not giving up on me because I was resisting for so long. Um, And to get to go to bed every night, um, feeling the way that I feel and having the energy, like, even when I have a full day of healing people, um, I want to restate what I just said, because I do not heal people. It's when I have a full day of facilitating the, the, the healing energy um, and it is draining in the sense that when you're, you know, doing distance Reiki on someone like, and when you're, you're working on them um, it, it definitely, it's just like anything, right? Like it it does take your energy, but there's this beautiful experience that happens when you get to see these different people um, being liberated from these areas of their life that have held them back sometimes since they were children. Um, And all of a sudden they're free and, um, and they're able to just like take another step on their spiritual journey and, and to get clear and um, clear and guidance on where they need to go next and to be able to facilitate that, like, I honestly, like, it, it makes me really emotional because um, I'm just so thankful, honestly, like, I guess the way I would think about it is just being so thankful. So if there's anyone of you out there who you're resisting that, just like I did, I'm just going to tell you on the other side of that resistance, there's just such like, I can't even put it into words, but the best word
0: that kind of sums it all up is there's peace. Mm. And bliss. It feels like the whole. I I felt that too. You know the resistance, and I was like, I'm not gonna do this. I mean, I'm gonna be crazy. And it feels like all those mythological stories where there is a hero, there's a destiny. You're being handed a mission, and you're gonna do everything in your power to not do it until life yes. becomes way too difficult, way too complicated. You have to do it. There is no choice. It becomes the best option, and then it feels like the land is opening, and you're just in this beautiful beautiful field where everything is just like oh i can be myself i can be open finally yeah that's so true about this i saw that you are offering sessions to actually help people to discover their gifts to help them to become the healers or the facilitators that they are so i would like to know what is, um, what is your wisdom around this? Like, What is your perspective around helping others to discover their own gifts?
1: Yes. Um, so my biggest thing is bringing the, the client into the session and connecting them with their intuition and helping them to become clear on what it is that they're hearing. So many times we hear um, different things and we are not aware of that. And, um, and so just helping people to become more aware of that. And I have some people that I talk to and they're like, Oh, I don't have intuition. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, so I'm just gonna, for anyone listening that if you're not sure if you're hearing, um, I'm going to give you a little exercise to do with me right now. So if you can close your eyes, if you're not driving, um, definitely, um, do that. So think about one area in your life right now where you are not sure whether or not you should do something. Um, Let's, I'm just going to give an example. So like if you're thinking about going to a certain university, but there's two universities that you've been accepted into and you just can't figure out which one that you should go to. Um, Typically what ends up happening is if they both have, they both kind of go to the same way. Like there's not one that when you look at it um, on paper, there's not one that is um, better than the other. They're both about equal. What happens is you sort of just pick the one that feels right. So that feeling right, that exact feeling is how I would explain intuition to people who don't know that they have intuition. Um, And so really stepping into your gifts, it's all about becoming connected with heaven and with your intuition, so that you can then hear what it is that the angels are saying and what it is that um, that you are supposed to do. And um, yeah, so I don't know if, if that answers your question.
0: That does, it does. Thank you for this exercise, I did it as you were talking um about this so when we have resistance actually about you know maybe not listening to our gifts and things it's usually because there's something triggering us and this is something that you offer just the the word triggers to remove them from from you know the psyche and you know clearing the aura so i wanted to know how do you how do you coach and how do you approach people because you said you're not a coach anymore but how do you approach and facilitate removing triggers connecting people you know on a one-to-one for the first time it might be difficult to just delve in and dig deep and you know be trusted and trust the other person as well so how do you definitely
1: okay so I offer different sessions and I'm going to talk about my very first session that I tip it like if a client has never been to me before I have them um, experience the energy heat healing the clearing session first. And, um, that's a 20 minute session. And what happens there is I connect to their energy and I can feel the, the, the male side of the energy and the female. And that's like the, every human has a male side and a female side and very, um, Much of the time it gets imbalanced and there are some times when I connect to someone's energy and it's, it is balanced, but it's very rare. Usually when I connect to another person's energy, there's one side that is a little stronger than the other side and the male side is the right side and the female side is the left. And so what happens is, and this is all done through distance. So, um, I call the person and we connect and I connect to their energy and I feel a resistance in a certain area of their body so let's say it's their hip so we go into their hip and we're able to figure out um like what it is that that is happening in that particular place and um and i walk the clients through sometimes they hear like when we're together sometimes they hear and really i have found even from working with other healers um that when when two people are together, like we have a guidance team. We have angels that are helping us. And so one of my gifts is hearing and people who come into my energy sometimes start hearing things um, because my um, I have angels who help me to hear. And so people who are, In my energy they can also start hearing sometimes because my angels are helping them to hear and like we all have different gifts I have another healer who she feels in the body like so the angels speak to her through feeling so it's like she's literally hearing but it's through feeling and so I'm getting a little off track and I'm I'm gonna come back around Um, so in this process um, the the client starts opening up and something happens in their energy where they just open up and so um, a lot of times, even in that first session, um, they will start telling me about their life and different things, and I start picking up on things that they're saying. Like, yeah, like I've, I've always um, had a struggle with loving because every time I try to have a relationship, like something weird happens and I close my heart, or they'll say something like that. Sometimes it's what they say. Sometimes I pick up on it from just connecting to their energy and feeling their heart chakra or their throat chakra, different places that are closed off um, and when I hear that then I'm like, okay, so that for me when someone says something like like a statement like I have a hard time loving or I am not easily loved. Um, it's automatically something that we need to work with. Um, it's, it's like a trigger and so what we do is I set up another session and um, I then Walk them through these different areas. So, um, for instance, if a client says, I am not loved, what I'll have them do is um, first we find out where that's hiding out in the body. Cause it's always hiding out in the body somewhere. And sometimes the clients hear that sometimes I hear that, um, like where it is. I mean, um, and usually like we'll both hear it and it's the same place. So like, let's say it's the heart. And then I have them go into that place and I have them tell me exactly the emotions that this statement about themselves, like what that brings up. And so maybe it brings up loneliness. Maybe it brings up fear. Maybe it brings up, you know, these different, um, different emotions. And then what we do is I have um, a process that I work clients through with going back in time to when they were young and that like the very, very first time they ever felt this. And I have them. Um, and it, this part, like my goal every time when I do energy sessions on clients is that I just am connected to heaven so that I can make it, um, Unique to them, so this part doesn't always look the same. Sometimes they come like as their present self to their past self and help. Sometimes God comes. Sometimes it's an angel, um, and so they come and and essentially like bring guidance. And I have them listen to what. Um, so let's say it's an angel. So an angel comes to their past self, and this this feeling of not being loved started. We're just going to say at. Um, Three years old. So the the angel will come to them and and will give them comfort in that moment. Being three years old, and the other day I had something really strange happen that has honestly never happened to me before. In a session, I was doing this, and all of a sudden I heard, "You need to do energy work on that that young child." So like I was, I did energy work on this past self of someone else. Um, which was just a a really interesting experience that I had had not experienced up to that point. But anyway, and so um, they, they give this very young child um, words of encouragement, comfort, exactly what that child was missing um, up to that point. And, And then we go to the present self and we kind of step through the same exercise. And then we go to the, future self and um and then at the very end um we look at everything that the the angels have given to this person um surrounding whatever it is this one trigger that they have Um, and that usually comes from a past experience it usually starts well it can start really at any age if it's something really traumatic but a lot of times we have a lot a lot of triggers from when we were really young because of how um, people in our lives treated us or things that people said because we're all human. So everyone's human and parents are human too. And so uh, the, the most likely triggers come from people who are really close to you. Um, because of something that they have said about you or to you um, or made you feel. And so working through that and then we figure out, okay, so their previous statement was, I am not loved. And then we say, okay, we need, and usually there's a number it's somewhere between one to three statements that come through that they need to start speaking to themselves to recreate their story and to, um, to go forward. And so it, it could look like I am, unconditional love or, or i am loved unconditionally um
0: anyway so that's the process that i take people through and yes we can work in the future and in the past it's so we have this in reiki as well we have a we have a symbol that just like works in the present and allows you to you know heal the past and heal the future and i'm always thinking about those quantum leaps when you're like in the movie where you're going back to the future and stuff does it change you in the present to go in the past and heal that person? Mm. It really does. It's such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful connection. Yeah, it is. I'm so surprised that people can hear, like can pick up on your gifts while they're in a session with you. Yeah. That's so beautiful. It's
1: something that I just recently realized, well, probably because I've recently stepped into this, you know, um, and so I've been doing it a lot more than I've done it ever before. but. Um, yeah, it, it really is. And when I think about it too, like, you know, it, it makes me want to become more mindful of that when I'm with other people and with, especially like with other healers who have these gifts that they've just, they've been using a lot. So they've gotten a lot stronger um, and what it is I'm feeling when I'm in their presence. I've realized that also because I started working with multiple different healers and, um, and they have different gifts than me. And when you work with other healers who have different gifts than you and you work with them on a regular basis, then all of a sudden you start trading gifts. And it's a really, really cool experience. That
0: sounds great. I haven't had this experience yet, but that sounds amazing. Imagine having all the gifts. Yeah life is just you know never in this reality i guess so um about trading gifts like since we've been talking i've been feeling your energy so i'm like closing my eyes and i'm trying to you know i'm connecting with you but it's beautiful because your words and your way of your expression that you have in your words is is very palpable and i hope that people get to you know experience this as well
1: Oh, well, thank you. I can say the same about listening to you. When you talk, you have a very, very peaceful energy. To me, I would describe it like it's like water that's like just peacefully like running. So it's not like still water, but it's like it's just like a peacefully running river.
0: Yeah, it took, thank you so much. It took some years. I was the stormy water before against the cliff, you know. (laughs) That was energy, but yeah getting there (laughs) I want to dig a little bit deeper and I want to ask a question that is maybe personal so you can share as much as you want but I wanted to know I often I often see that our biggest hope is our biggest fear and I wanted to know like how you address this and maybe how do you address it with yourself not only especially in your sessions but how do you approach this you know this dualistic kind of desire, attraction, vibration that is both, you know, a fear and a hope. Mm. Okay. So I want
1: to use the example of, of public speaking. Okay. This is, this is definitely not my biggest fear and my biggest hope, but it it is one of them. Um, I have something to say and I definitely feel that the angels are like, Lydia, you need to, you need to speak out. Like this is, this is my time to do that. Um, I am very uncomfortable with speaking to a large group of people, um, by myself, right? Like being on on a stage, um, alone, like with a bunch of people listening to me, like, and so what I usually, I'm just using this as an example. I mean, there's, you know, obviously lots of different ones that I could use, but I'm the type of person that when I have a fear surrounding something, but I also know that I really need to do this. Like it's, it's like, like you said, it's like a a big hope because on the other side of that is exactly what I want. I usually jump in, like I'm the type of person that, and I know this, this isn't how everyone works. And, um, I think that we, so speaking to this will, this will speak to some people and there are other people who if you tried this, it would not be good for you. Right? So this is just, this is how it works for me. That might look totally different for you. Um, I have to jump completely in and in with the fear and realize for me, I've gotten to this point where I realize that when I'm afraid of something that also, you know, like I just said, has at the end of this, if if I keep going, like it's going to lead to something beautiful. Um, it's, it's usually because it's something that I really need to do. And so I, I'm just like, thank you fear for like, showing me that this is my next step. Um, and so just kind of speaking to the fear and, and saying like, Hey, I see you there. Um, and then just going forward, knowing that um, what you're doing is greater than any fear that could try to hold you back. Um, and fear is of the ego. Um, and so it's just like really fully understanding that. And then um, I think that the more that we listen to that voice and the more that we um, just listen to the guidance of heaven, even when it is telling us to do something that brings, you know, brings the ego alive um, in in the sense of having a lot of fear. um, It's just so many beautiful things happen when we're able to just kind of lean in and just like say, okay, that's okay. Like fear's not going to just go away. But as you go forward and you don't give into the fear, there's this, um, this quote that I love in a song. It says, heaven's not beyond the clouds. It's just beyond the fear. Heaven's not beyond the clouds. It's for us to find here. And I love that. I feel like it kind of sums up what you just asked. It's like when we're able to get beyond the fear, um, yeah. Beautiful
0: things happen, and about like all of this is just listening to it. You're listening to it. You're like, yeah, I notice it's here. And uh, for me, I have this this beautiful exercise where I'm actually imagining that this is this is me at five years old, and she's scared, and she she has some you know some rights and some not rights, but. She has some weight into this. She's a, or she's a part of me. She's afraid. So I'm listening to her and I'm just like asking her questions out loud. Like, what do you need me to do to implement in order for you to feel safer? Because I'm listening to you. I hear you. And you're right. Some people might do this. So what am I going to do in order to make you feel safe? Because I'm getting there. I'm going to go there. This is my destiny. And I want you to feel, you know, like you can trust me. So I'm listening to her and then I implement what she's doing. But usually the minute you listen, there is nothing else. I mean, the fear is evaporating because the fear is kind of hiding, but giving you little tidbits, little notifications. But she's never opening herself into, you know, an open app on your phone. She's not telling you everything about it. She's waiting for the insomnia or for the dream. But when you just sit down and you're like, all right, let's go. I'm hearing you. What do you want? And then she's like, yes, I got your attention. Finally. All right. I'm actually good. I love that. And I I usually bring her to love. This is what I tell my clients as well. I'm able to feel where the fears are. And I'm like, okay, listen to her. And then just take her by the end and just bring her to heaven. Bring her to the safe space where there's only love. And she can be good. And she's going to watch over you from the sky. She's going to have a wide angle perspective. She's going to be objective and everything's going to, you know, feel well. And I can feel the, the problem in my body is just leaving and it's going away. And I feel lighter. Mm. So everybody can do this, guys. You don't have to <laughs> have, sp- I mean, we all have gifts, but you can start tonight. You can start today and you can start to speak to the different parts of you and, and bring them to love. Just imagine it in your mind, speak it out loud. And yeah, this is real.
1: (laughs) I love that so much. Thank you for sharing that exercise. And I feel like when there there are some people who are listening to this, who are more motivated by helping other people sometimes than they are by themselves. So if you think about it like this, when you are able to unconditionally love yourself, when you're able to to really fully develop this self-love I say develop because it doesn't happen overnight. And it's something that it's like a muscle. We have to keep working at it. Like it, we have to keep making it stronger. Um, when you're able to have that and this unconditional love, then you're able to then pour it out for other
0: people. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's difficult, <laughs> <laughs> but it's possible and it feels great. And we're also ever-changing, so just loving ourselves even more when we're changing and becoming something else and blooming. Yes. <laughs> All right. I have a last question. What is a message that you'd like to give to everyone here right now? Mm.
1: I want to talk a little bit to the healers, the Impacts the people who are in the health and wellness field, um, mothers, people who directly connect with a lot of other people on a daily basis. Um, so the one of the biggest um, things that I've learned recently is the importance of having boundaries. And um, so I want to talk a little bit about the difference between compassion and empathy um, and connect that to boundaries. So, so many times when we think of empathy, we think, Oh, you know, it's really important to empathize. It's really important to feel what the other person is feeling. Well, empathy actually is a lower vibrating energy because in order for you to empathize in order for you to have empathy towards another person, you actually have to go down to their level to feel um, and so, as as mothers, you know, w- with your children, like this, this is like heightened, right? Like you have this natural empathy that you just like connect to your child. Um, so, the difference between that and compassion is compassion is empathy with boundaries. Um, and the way that that I like to think about it is, it's like empathy with still being connected to heaven. So that way, when you have compassion on someone and you help them and you love them and and you see them where they're at and you give them guidance and you leave their presence you're still at that higher vibrating energy you're able to leave and to feel happy and to feel to still have energy but when you help someone in the energy of empathy alone you leave and you feel tired and you feel exhausted and you just feel like you could take a nap um and so I think that just being aware of when you're helping someone else, um, what energy are you helping them in? And being aware of your own boundaries and also making sure that you disconnect from the other person's energy when you help, after you help them, like when you leave their presence. Um, The way that I do that is I physically like shake. I imagine that the other person has these cords that, that go from their body to mine. And I just imagine like disconnecting them um, completely. And I, I also like say a prayer that the angels will help in that um for you um, you can do whatever feels natural to you whether it be to do all of that or whether it be just to say a prayer or to like physically shake but just bringing awareness into your energy versus someone else's energy and making sure that when you're helping them that you're helping them in the power of compassion
0: that's beautiful and there are so so many ways that we can cut the cords but also just saying out loud that your intention is to not stay in that level is just like the most powerful thing mm-hmm. and i use my voice a lot of a lot of times to say just at the end of a reiki session i'm like all right now it's done for today thank you so much and like you said a prayer but saying it out loud deciding that i am not going to you know <laughs> take over your problem with this or problem with that and and actually you know go on with my day and be myself again yeah yes beautiful oh <laughs> thank you so much for all this wisdom all your words and all of your light it's it's like sunshine is has been you know shining on my on my soul and i feel so soothed right now thank you so much lydia
1: oh well i feel the same way with speaking with you thank you for giving me this opportunity and i hope that you have a wonderful
0: day Thank you so much. I'm going to put all the links, all the words where people can, you know, find you. But is there anything else that you would like to add? Some maybe you have an event coming up, something that you would mm. like to share with. You. Yes. So
1: for any ladies out there who would like to join um, a group of women who were just working on inspiring each other and just being there for each other, it's called Floreser en Tribu on Facebook. Um, And I'm going to send you the link so you can put that in the show notes as well. So you guys, when you look at the show notes, you should be able to just click on it. Um, And in Spanish, Floreser en Tribu, uh, I should say in English, that means flourish in your tribe. Um, so we're just a tribe of ladies, and it's completely free. Um, we'd absolutely love to have you along. That's amazing.
0: <laughs> and is it in English as well?
1: Yes. Actually, you know what? We made the whole group English. We just have like Flor de and Tribu is in Spanish because the three of us ladies, when we created this group, we we're here in Paraguay, and we were trying to figure out a name. And at first, we thought we were going to try to do it bilingual, um, but then we we ended up. We just love the name so much. So we've kept the name even though the whole group is in English.
0: Understood. I'll be joining you. Awesome.
1: (laughs) Look forward to it. Thank you
0: so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you learned and enjoyed this beautiful series of minutes. I want to tell you of a little thing, while I'm very, very happy to be a researcher and to dive into all of those fields and introduce you to them, I'm also available for sessions. And if you'd like my input, my research and my gifts, I'd be happy to offer you a few sessions. I'm multidisciplinary, so I do a lot of things and I'm, I'd like to say I'm talented at all of them because my clients are coming back for more. I'm going to keep it simple. I can work on your aura and your energy body with Reiki. That's done remotely, wherever you are in the world. We can contact each other. We can connect. And I can scan your body and remove what's been, you know, keeping you down. And based on three keywords, I can create different symbols. I can make a cleanse based on what you want from life. It's very personal. Following that session, I draw your aura and I draw the healing in an energetical portrait. That, I love it. And I think my clients love that just as much. It's beautiful to have a visual aspect. Other than that, I'm also very much into human design and I've been talking about it for a few episodes now. So if you'd like to have a session that encompasses knowledge about your astrology but very much based on your human design charts to know how better to live your life, to explore your career, your relationships and, well, your authentic identity, your real essence... I'm here for it. And I love getting geeky and drawing strategies for you to start making this human design science a very tangible part of your life. Because knowing, well, yeah, we can know a lot of things, but if we don't have ways to make it a very, very helpful thing in your life, then what's the use? I'm laughing because it took some time for me to do that for myself. But now that I've done it, I'm just much, much happier with it. Other than that, I'm also channeling the Akashic Records. And that, my friends, is accessing a vibrational dimension that allows me to answer to each of your questions as the masters and teachers and loved ones. I mean, there are spiritual guides that are here with your book of life and they're able to answer all of your questions based on your past your past lives your present and your future and they're able to see on all the different layers of your life with this very wide angle objective view and it helps you to know that the path is drawn for you and there are some street lamps some paper lights along the way for you to understand the different chapters and start to enjoy your life in a better way. Those are my different offerings. And if you'd like to do a mix, I'm here for it because I'd love to just play with those fields. I have people coming up to me with, hi, I'd like to have an Akashic reading while you're doing my human design. And I'm up for it, and I'm doing it. I'm going to present your chart, and then we're going to answer all the questions as I am reading your Akashic Records. If you'd like some Reiki, but you also like to concentrate on a specific center or a specific chakra that is based on your human design or your astrology, I'm here for it. I'm just an application, and you get to play how much you want with the different filters. And I love it. So contact me (laughs) my website is in the show notes and i'm i'm just excited to meet with you all right have a great week and see you soon